0: You're listening to the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast, episode number 36. And today, ladies, is the start of our series on how to have a stress-free holiday season. And I'm so excited to bring you our guest interview today because I met her on Instagram. She is a beautiful woman inside and out. She's also a nurse, so we have very similar backgrounds. so it was great chatting with her. And she is graciously going to give me five books of her new book to give away to you, so you'll have to stay tuned to hear about how to do that. So. Let me introduce you to Melissa Eau Claire Melissa helps busy women experience more creativity and beauty-filled lives with the journaling and painting ideas, inspiration, and workshops. She loves the holidays, and many of her art collections celebrate the season, holidays, and the special moments in life. Don't Let Christmas Kill You is her second book, and we're going to be talking about that in the interview today, and it talks all about the holiday season. It focuses on helping women recover the wonder of the holidays instead of being overwhelmed by the stress of the two. To-do list. And don't we know the to-do list? You can download a free watercolor mini workshop and find out more about Melissa's books and workshops at www.thecreativeseason.com. All right, ladies. So Melissa, like I said, has graciously given me five books to give away to my audience. So here's how the giveaway works you have to go over and leave us a rating and review over on iTunes. And then you have to let me know that you left a rating and review either of one of two ways. You either can go over to Instagram and you can leave me a DM and let me know at Well Woman Network, or you can go into our Facebook group, Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast on Facebook and leave me a message there letting me know that you left us a rating review. I'm going to put those rating and reviews into a random drawing. And the first five people that we pick will be getting a book copy of Melissa's book. It's terrific. I've read it. I've given it away for two years now. The women who receive it, love it. And I know you will too. Today, ladies, you are going to be so blessed because Melissa and I talk about so many things on how to go into the season, be in the season and end the season with, you know, joy, happiness, and with our health still intact. So with no further ado, join me and let's dive in. Well, women, it's time for a new perspective on women's health, a time to understand that your greatest wealth is your health, a time to make self-care your number one priority, a time to recognize that good health is the only way to live your best life and do all that you can in this world. So join me on this journey where we'll explore women's health topics from a medical provider's viewpoint, have conversations about everyday healthy lifestyle options and enjoy interviews with other Well Women we can all learn from. It's time to demystify women's health and learn practical ways to apply self-care to every part of our lives. This is the Well Woman Lifestyle Podcast, and I'm your host, Michelle Broad, certified women's and adult nurse practitioner, daughter, wife, mother, and all-out women's health enthusiast. So you ready to start the journey? Let's go. ladies and welcome back. So just like last week, I talked to you that for the remainder of November and going into December, we're going to be bringing you topics on how to have a better holiday season, less stress get through it to be healthier and all that good stuff so I am so glad that I have a great guest on here to talk just about that subject and let me tell you this too so she's a great woman I met her on Instagram so you can meet a lot of other great women on Instagram and we're going to be dishing all about how to have a best a better Christmas less stress and to make this season a little bit healthier so Melissa thank you so much for being on the podcast today and so tell me all about, you know, tell me about yourself. I know I introduced you to you, but I always like to hear it from the, you know, from the horse's mouth. And where are you today?
1: Thank you, Michelle. First, yeah, thanks so much for having me on. I am in Sacramento, California, and happy to be here. Um, I am a artist and a writer. Um, and my day job is I am a nurse, just like you are. So um, a lot of different hats. Absolutely.
0: And I, and I love it too. You have to, we're going to give you her Instagram following so you can go follow her because she does great Artwork, love it. She always inspires me, and she inspires me. So you know, it's a it's a thing on my to do list. But you know, hey, I'm I'm getting there this year. (laughs) I actually actually went out and bought some watercolors and some. So fun, yeah. (laughs) All right, so let's dive in and get talking about this topic. So first of all, I want you to talk to us about you know why is celebrating the holidays so important? And then on that same caveat, I want to know. Tell me about you know what are some of the health benefits to celebrating holidays? What does it bring for us?
1: So, um, that's a great question. I think the holidays are important because we are such a busy culture and, um, you can only go, go, go for so long. You know, we're very interested and, and it's important to us to get things done, and to, to be efficient, and to be productive, but we all need a time to take a break. And I think for many of us, um, the holidays can be, if, if we can um, do them correctly in our lives and not, and not a time to slow down to celebrate the things that really are most important to us, which are typically relationships, a family, celebrate home, celebrate beauty. And health-wise, I think most of us, especially us women, we know that we're running on too much stress. We know we have too much on our to-do list. And yet um, the holidays can be a time that we can take a break or we're supposed to be taking a break. We're supposed to be celebrating. We're supposed to be laughing. We're supposed to be having those meaningful conversations um, to bring people back together.
0: Yes. Well, you know, the thing of it is, too, is that not only is it the holiday season, you know, but then we have, most of us are, you know, either we're businesswomen, we're entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. we're in the corporate world, or we have right. some jobs with families. Mm-hmm. So we're ending 2018, you know, getting all that done, making sure that we're wrapping it up like we're supposed to in our businesses. And then we're also not only wrapping things up with the holidays, but then we're looking forward to 2019 and trying to plan right. out that. So, you know, you got a lot going on at this time mm-hmm. of the year. So I definitely, you know, feeling the stress myself. Mm-hmm. So. I'm glad that we're having this conversation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. So um, culturally speaking, you know, how did Christmas get to be so crazy?
1: So it was, it was so fun in my research for this book because I was curious because um, it seems like Christmas actually wasn't really a big thing until about the late 1800s when it started to become a little bit more popular. It was actually happened when... Um, we had more, uh, became more industrialized. So families started to separate. They used to live in all the same place for their whole lives. Now people started moving to the cities. So someone um, invented the Christmas card and it was early 1900s and it was an entrepreneur. And it was kind of like if something is good, a lot more of it would be better. And it went from Christmas cards, which gained a popularity. And then it was the department stores and Macy's was one of the people or one of the organizations that took off. And before you know it, what, 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 Ended up being more of a family based. We decorate the tree before Christmas Day. It used to be very centric to just a couple of days a year. Once the retail realized this was an, you know, the entrepreneurs got a hold of it. We love entrepreneurs. As you said, many of us are them, but we can sometimes go crazy. And, and soon enough, it became, um, the, the kind of the mark when I did my research was when the financial world got a hold of it, where they figured out that whole Black Friday thing. It was actually the beginning of the holiday season where people realized that's really when we started to go from, um, making going even into actually making a profit. And then everything went a little bananas.
0: Definitely, definitely mm-hmm. bananas. I mean, yeah. I, I I mean, you start seeing Christmas stuff up, i mean, like right after like uh, October, it's and awful. like right after um you know Halloween. So you're not even over right. one holiday before they're right. like pushing another holiday on you. And then we have you said Black Friday, and then yeah. we have right after Black Friday we have Cyber Monday. Yes, and it's crazy, you know. And I think that it's become like you said, it's really become very retail you know, mentality and instead of like family mentality. And so I think that, um, you know, for me and my family, we, we've tried to the last two years, we've really like minimized and really cut back and just have family time. We've done away with the major gift shopping and doing Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. And we just get together because it's, you know, trying to find gifts for everybody is stressful. And then it's exhausting. Yeah, and financially, yeah. it's stressful, you know? So it's crazy. So especially for us, you know, um, for women, we have a lot of stress because, you know, we're the center of our families yeah. and we're trying to do everything for everybody. Cook, mm-hmm. clean, you know, get the presents, wrap them, you know, organize all the parties that we have to do. And sometimes it seems like they're, you know, like you just can't win. So talk to me about how can we regain some hope for the stressful family um, um, situations that we deal with, you know, and especially that come up during this time of the year.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, When I did, I did an informal survey when I was doing research for this book because I had a theory, but I wasn't really sure. I wanted to make sure if I was on the right track, and it was about about seventy or eighty all people I knew. um, it, It was did the survey. And I was surprised at how many of them said they felt so stressed during the holidays that they almost didn't want to celebrate. And then, but at the same time, they also said, what I really want is I just want to spend time with my family. Like that's the most important. If I did a ranking and family and friends really was by far the highest um, desire for people. So I started thinking about what I had done the last few years is what I started doing was taking back control of my schedule. And so what I would look at my calendar and encourage others to do is go, okay, so if family and friends getting together with them is the most important, then why don't I just plan for that? Like, that's my priority. I'm going to set my schedule to that. And then everything else is going to come secondary, which means everything else from social events, if that's not my priority this year, from um, shopping, from volunteer events, all everything else is going to come um, second to my my family and friends. Because the thing is, Michelle, it's not like work goes away during December. We still have all of our other responsibilities that we're adding onto it. Um, And so I became a little bit of a strict person too, where I kind of plan my calendar out the week um, of Thanksgiving. I have a lot of fun doing it. And what doesn't go on that calendar, I just give a gracious no again, whatever it is, a work, oper- work thing, um, social thing, volunteer opportunity, a Christmas party, there's so much fun. But if it didn't get on my calendar and um, I don't want to be a stress bunny during December, I simply say, you know what, that sounds like so much fun. But graciously, I'm, I got to decline.
0: Yeah, I, I, I agree. It's so, it's so funny because I mean, nothing, you know, got, you know, my, my mother-in-law and she's passed now, but when she was alive, we had a lot, there was a lot of family drama and you know how it is when, you know, you've got your in-laws and yes. you're married and you've got, yes. sometimes you've got step-parents, like my daughter has, my son-in-law has his, his regular parent, his mom and dad, and then he has a stepmom and two houses to go to. So everybody's yes. got to try to coordinate everything. And I remember that, you know, my mother-in-law and I, you know, I love her, but we didn't get along so great. And so it was always stressful. And I would tell my husband, you know, oh gosh, you know, I, just dreaded going over there. You know, and I'm thinking, like, I only get so many days off through the year. Right. And on, on those holiday times, you know, I want to spend it with not that I didn't want to spend it with her, but you know, I want to spend it with people that I want to spend it with. Yes. So it was really stressful in family, you know, because I tell him like, you know, you go over there, you know, go ahead. If you want to take the kids, go ahead. But I just want to stay home. And mm-hmm. you know, he, he kind of understood a little bit and he and he kind of knew But, you know, it was, I just remember every year, like as it got into November, I'd start feeling that in my stomach, like, oh my God, you know, all this is coming up. So it's, you know, I just made a thing and said, you know, this is my holiday time too, just like you said. And I'm going to have some time for me. So, you know, and I think that's like you were talking about when we were talking about earlier that I think, you know, it's hard for women because you know that we like to say yes, we're people pleasers to everybody. Mm -hmm. Mm And so we want to, you know, make it all good because we're the center of our families. And I think that that sometimes, you know, you build up that resentment and you start feeling like this is just it becomes more of an obligation. Yes. Than for you than for anybody else. So talk to me about how can we get around, you know, that battle and that internal battle that we feel about, you know, spending some self time, no me time for Mm -hmm. me. And Mm -hmm. then also making it pleasant for, you know, for our families and how to Mm -hmm. say, how do we say no?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so for the first part, for scheduling time for me, um, I, I I literally do that. It almost sounds a little bit boring sometimes because but that's how I did it. I called a quiet night in December and I realized one of the things for me that was really important was having a couple of hours to do my Christmas cards. And it's not the same thing for everyone but that I just was really important to me to turn on Christmas music and do some Christmas cards. But I never made it a priority until I started implementing my quiet night in December. And that's just putting a night on the calendar, a couple of hours, maybe 2 hours. I turn off the phone, I turn off the electronics and Christmas cards with some music and some peppermint tea was my way of kind of enjoying the season. And I encourage women to schedule. I think for us, we make it too big in our mind sometimes. Mm-hmm. I think for most of us, if we have just a couple of hours to do that a couple of times a month, maybe even once or twice a month, that makes a, makes a huge difference. And it may be scheduling time to go out with a friend, nothing fancy, but just girl, ch- girl chat time over drinks, over coffee. Um, And so making that a priority, knowing that it's going to help your mental health for, I mean, a good conversation with a girlfriend, if that keeps me going for all week long. So making that, knowing what's important to you, putting that on the calendar, and then the gracious no. This is hard, especially, like you said, for us people pleasers. Um, So what I have learned to do was I do use, again, use the calendar to help me um, if it's something that I can graciously decline. The other thing is, um, I have learned and I encourage friends. We've had some really good conversations about knowing who those prickly people are in our lives. And thing is, we are going to interact with them. Most of the time, most of us are going to have that person at the Christmas Eve party or on Christmas day and learning to um, not engage in the arguments or if your buttons get pushed to graciously get up and leave the room to put a time cap on the family get togethers. um, I've noticed some families, I've got some members, they just love to get together for like six hours. Well, maybe that's not going to be going to work for me this year, knowing that my stress level about the three hour mark, I've had it. So just saying, you know what, we have other plans. It's been wonderful. Either prep them, we're going to be leaving at six o'clock Or when the time comes, it was a beautiful dinner. Thank you so much. We're going to go ahead and step out. But I think to be, um, to just plan ahead. And so if you plan ahead and think of some options in your mind of this is how I can graciously maneuver and navigate through this situation, it has helped me to avoid the being feeling like I'm stuck in a situation yet again. And I have no plan to get myself out because none of us want to get into the family fight over Christmas. And for those things that we know, this is going to be a fight for me. Gosh, if we can just avoid those this year.
0: Yeah, I definitely. So, ladies, did you hear what she said? She said, plan ahead. Mm -hmm. That is a big thing. And, you know, we talk about that a lot here with, you know, with your health too, that you Mm -hmm. have to put it on the calendar. And, you know, if you have self time built into that, that you're going to do these things for yourself Mm -hmm. during the holidays, then they get done and they don't get pushed aside. And then she also said, and here's another big thing she said the word boundaries. Okay. And I think that over the holiday season, I think that boundaries come up and need and have to be there a lot more Mm -hmm. to protect yourself just because the holiday season makes us more vulnerable. It just does. Yes, it does. We're, we're with family and even we if we are estranged from our family we still feel like that's our family those are our friends this is what is expected this is what we have to do and yes we can still do that with grace and ease but if you set boundaries around those things like mm-hmm. she was talking about Melissa was saying it's so much easier and you can still enjoy it but you can still mm-hmm. you know get up and go away you know and you yeah. don't have to worry about all that kind of stuff like I just yes. you know and you know you have to make the holidays for yourself right and it, they're for you too. So you can't just, you know, make it all about everybody else. And then you have no enjoyment out of it either, because that's not the point either. Yes. So, you know, okay. So you gave us some practical ways that we can de-stress. We can schedule, Mm -hmm. we can set Mm -hmm. boundaries, we can have some me time. Okay, so the other thing I want to know about too and have you talking about is that sometimes, you know, this time, it, we, and I want to bring this up here especially because the health thing kind of goes out the door around yeah. Thanksgiving in November. Yep. We, forget, we forget to exercise. We don't, you know, there's parties galore. We eat a bunch of junk food. Some yes. people drink more than what they're supposed to. Right. And, you know, and that in itself can make you feel yucky. Yes. And it's not productive. So how can we stay on our health track because I want them to hear it from somebody other than moi. I, I, drum, I drum it in their ears all the time. so I want you hear, do it well. And I want to hear it from somebody else. Tell them, you know, why, you know, don't quit. Okay. It's kind of like with the same thing with your business. You're making right. finality to the end of 2018. That's right. So with your businesses.
1: So think about it the
0: same with your health. You know, tell, right. us, don't, tell them, don't give up.
1: Absolutely. No, I, I, and the thing I think too, is I need even more during this time to be, um, able to take on that emotional strain because we are around a lot of family. We are dealing with more things. We are adding more to our plates as far as shopping and errands and cooking or whatever is going on in the holidays. So we need our health. Like, I really do need to exercise because if I stop exercising, there goes my ability to handle stress. And so for me, um, I, that is a non-negotiable. I am still going to exercise. Maybe I'll do it one less time during the week, maybe, but otherwise it's really, it's, it's just planned in my schedule. Um, the other, and I, I don't let that one go because that for me is just lethal. The other thing is with the health. Um, so I have worked in those environments where they pull out the potluck, like every single day, the cookies. The candy, it it just kills you. So one of the things I do is I just I will give myself. What are my favorite foods? I'm going to indulge in those, and then I'm not going to not I'm not going to walk by it. I'm not going to eat from it, and I'm going to stick to my diet. Um, And for that means healthy breakfast. It means I'm also planning ahead. I am bringing almonds, apples, the healthy snacks in my purse for work. So if I'm hungry. I've really got the healthy snacks. If I'm shopping, and we all know when we're in, we're in that mode, we're getting all of the errands done, picking up the dry cleaning, dropping off the car. I don't want to all of a sudden realize I'm starving and then go eat something. I want my calories to count. So, right? Yes. I a good ones. So I, and I'm going to plan for that too. Like, I really love to eat. If this person, they make the best pecan pie, I want to have a slice. Which means for that to really indulge and enjoy that, I'm going to ignore the other things that, honestly, I think if we're mindful about our eating, and if we really focus on all the senses, this was a friend who told me this, another artist who said, you know, focus on the smell, focus on the taste, slow down while you eat. Most of the stuff that's processed that we're eating, it doesn't really have a lot of um, sensual value. Mm -hmm. Like the homemade good stuff, so I've tried. That's another thing is just going, you know what, that's really not worth the calories. I'm eating mindlessly right now, I'm not going to do that because I want to really enjoy the good stuff.
0: Yes, definitely. I I say Mm -hmm. that like the other day at lunch in our our lunchroom at work, I think there must have been five different cakes, and then somebody brought in a huge pumpkin cheesecake, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, okay, there's just like that, it's just way too much sugar. It's right. like, you know, a thousand calories per right. slice. So, you know, okay. So what I did was I just have a little teeny taste because I'm, yes. I, you know, you know as you know me that I'm gluten-free vegan anyways, and I can't have the milk and the eggs that were in there, but I just had to have a little teeny, teeny taste. taste. You know, and that was enough because yes. it's like I learned this from Darren Hardy and, and he was talking about before, instead of eating the whole candy bar, like he buys the little miniature size ones, like a little Hershey yes. bar or the miniature Snickers bar. And really once it leaves your mouth, you don't taste it anymore. So, you know, you enjoy the little teeny thing and it has like half the or more than half less calories. And you've got your satisfaction because you had your yeah. little bit of chocolate or you had yes. your little bit of piece of cake. So it's not about depriving. We're not saying don't have those holidays. That's right. Yeah. But again, you know, think about like we talk about two ladies you know, if you're going to go to that holiday dinner tonight, you know, then be mindful of what you're having for breakfast and for lunch and save your calories for that evening dinner and for that dessert that you know you're going to have. Don't have like a really carby breakfast and a carby lunch Mm -hmm. and then go and have a carby dinner because you're just going to feel bloated, you know, fatigued, no stress, no energy. And you don't want to have that when you're going out to those Christmas parties, right?
1: Absolutely. So, If you find a meal too, like for me, it's just easier. If if my breakfast is going to be my healthy meal, I don't let, I don't change that. So I'm not gonna go out to brunch with a friend. Usually I'll go lunch or dinner, the, the meals I would normally um, have a little bit of fun with. That way, at least I know I'm starting my day. It's always gonna be healthy. I'm not gonna change that during December. Um, and again, that's the one way I stay on track.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I and I exercise, you know, regularly. I don't give Mm -hmm. it up during the holidays. I may not go as religiously every single day. Correct, me too. But I I get there. And then the other thing that I too that I love that you said is that you plan out your snacks and you plan out things ahead. Again, ladies, if you schedule and you have your snacks with you, and you're Mm -hmm. at at work, you've got those. So you're not you're Mm -hmm. less tempted to eat all that other junk stuff if you have your own stuff, or if you're going out shopping, like Melissa said, you know, and you have the snacks in your purse. Mm -hmm you're a lot less, you know, tempted to go start to go to Starbucks and, you know, mm-hmm. get that mocha or have those extra muffins when you've got your own stuff. And you can make the stuff and you can make it healthier and it just has less calories. So Absolutely. That's all good. So here's the next question that I want to ask you. For a lot of us, you know, the holidays bring up a lot of sad emotions. Yeah. So, you know, and um, how do we get over or how do we deal with the holidays when they bring up those, um, you know, pains in our heart?
1: Mm-hmm. Um. I went through this a couple of years ago where just some stuff had happened and just hit me hard. And I did not, I still loved Christmas, but I didn't even, it didn't feel genuine to celebrate it how I normally would, if that makes sense. Um, And so I remember just someone sharing with me, you know, just to, it was okay not to. It was really okay to not to try to fake it. Um, And in fact, it was the same year that, a church I was going to had what I'd never heard of it before. They had a blue Christmas service, and they—it was actually for people who were grieving, um, who were going through depression, who had lost loved ones, had just had a really hard year. It was—it has probably been the most memorable service. They went through and talked about historically Christmas, how the origin of it actually happened in a really politically, economically dismal time. And that sadness is really not far from the human situation. It's really part of what we all go through so to think that we're not going to really feel the sadness and the pain at Christmas time is almost to not be not to acknowledge that part of our humanness. and so um, I think for for some some of us, I think especially as we all get older, we've lost loved ones to remember them and to be okay with honoring their memory, even if it makes us feel a little bit sad during the holidays. And if you're going through a really rough season, not to hide it, but to talk to a trusted friend, I I don't ever recommend using social media as a way to um, vent or try to get a hold of someone. But for heaven's sakes, call to be honest with a, a close friend or even to go see a counselor, if you're really struggling, I think that might be the Thus, Christmas gift you can give to yourself and to your family to really acknowledge the sadness. Um, and more and more people, I think, realize that this is a big deal, and we're not helping each other or ourselves by trying to pretend it's not existent, especially if it's a crisis time.
0: Yeah, definitely. You know, a lot of times people have lost people around Christmas. Yes.
1: Um, you lost. Yeah.
0: You lost a job. Yes. You know, things things come up, and you know, yes. it's there's no there's no right or wrong on how to you know, celebrate the season. And, you know, if you need to take some time off and if it does evoke those feelings of sadness and you definitely like, um, like you said, you know, seek out counseling, friends, Mm -hmm. talk Mm -hmm. to those, and don't think that you have to you know, put on a big production. If that's, that's right. That's not how you feel. I mean, for a couple of years, my husband and I, I just didn't feel like decorating a lot. Mm-hmm. You know? So it was just we put up a tree. It was very simple and minimalistic because I'm just like, you know, with my kids out of the house and nobody here to help really decorate, I'm like, I just don't feel like doing all this. And so yeah. I didn't. So don't feel pressured, ladies. If Absolutely. you Absolutely. To do something, you don't have to do it. You can change things up and do it yourself. And, you know, reach out to those people in your life that you know. Maybe they're having a hard time around Mm -hmm. this time of year because we know who they are, and we know our friends and our family. You know, have lost people, and you know, be there as a as a helping hand, and let them know that you're there and that you care about them, and that there's no pressure. I think if I think the more that we let people know that that there's no pressure on them. Then I think they're a lot more open to opening up and being okay with where they're feeling. I think that, you know, even though mm-hmm. we suffer loss at this time of the year, people think because it's Christmas, I just have to shove that, you know, in the back, in the background right. and, and not deal with it right now. And that's not a good thing either. So that's, yes. uh, those are some great things. So, okay, so now I want to move into the great subject of your book, Don't Let Christmas mm-hmm. Kill You. So I want to know tell me and the read and my list and our
1: audience, you know, what made you want to write it and what was mm-hmm. the premise behind it? Mm-hmm. Um, it, so I, was, I had written a Christmas book a couple of years ago, and I was just going to really update it and republish it. And it was called Christmas in the Kitchen. It's its no longer available. And it was just some Christmas memories. And what happened was, as I started to do research for this book, I thought, I'll just add a few chapters. I ended up tossing that book out the window. And what happened is I started to talk to people. And as I started to explore my own history, I realized, you know what? I think I have um, something to share here that might be benefit to other people. I loved Christmas growing up. I mean, I am your friend who is the Christmas-holic, like the person who does it all. And if a little was good, a lot was better. So um, I I did everything for Christmas. I spent all the money, especially when I entered the professional world and I had bigger paychecks. Um, but then a couple of years ago, it was probably five or six years ago, I just kind of, um, everything just kind of crashed. I was so focused on the exterior of Christmas, so spending all the money, buying all the perfect gifts, because I wanted to make, I don't have kids myself, but I have lots of siblings, a big family, I want to make their Christmases perfect, so I realized I had turned into a Christmas doing, instead of celebrating the season, and really focusing on the season, and I would wake up December 26th, 26th, with the sense of regret, like instead of feeling satisfied, instead of feeling appreciative, and thankful, and joyful, it was I'll do this better next year. Oh, I should have done that. I never made time to go see this person or to just quiet down. And um, so when I wrote this book, it was somewhat of a little bit of a memoir of of my journey of going from Christmas crazy to let's calm down and get the wonder back because Christmas is supposed to be, I think, a a time to experience that wonder that we may miss during the rest of the year. And as well as just helping other women, because the more I talked to friends, the more I talked to family, the more I talked to other women, it seemed like, boy, we almost wanted to just pretend Christmas didn't exist anymore, and that hurt my heart because I love this season. So that's that was how the book came about.
0: Yeah, I'm. You know, I'm with you. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I I talked to my friend this morning, and I'm like, even though I love the holidays, Mm -hmm. I I cannot wait until they're over, right? Because it's so. Like I said, all you see on TV is all this push, 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 and then it's like, oh, you know sixty two days till Christmas oh 52 days and it's every single day and it's in your face 24 seven every day you know and and then they start playing the Christmas songs in November and you're like okay it just gets to be a bit too much and you know like I said I'm just like I just really would just wish that they would go away so it is about taking it back right and I know so many of us you know like like you had on December 26 you sit there and you and you have this regret but right. so many people put the emphasis on the materialistic things and spend way too much and their credit cards are on fire. Mm, And then then they go into the new year in debt, trying to figure out how they're going to pay for all of this stuff. And because, you know, they think that they have to give a gift women think that they have to give mm-hmm. a gift to everybody and it has to be the perfect gift and it has to be you know oh this and i don't want her to think anything less of me so you know and we have this oh she you know she did this gift so i got to do this you know the the jones thing you know keeping up with the joneses and i think that puts a lot of pressure on us so you know you don't have to spend a lot of money and i know that you talk mm-hmm. about that in the book too mm-hmm. so like like you you paint Mm-hmm. And, and we can cook. There's a lot of things. So mm-hmm. give us some suggestions of other things, You know, and how can we not get so fixated on the money thing?
1: Yeah. Well, and that was part of the title of the book, Don't Let Christmas Kill You, because it was killing my bank account and my credit cards. I mean, it was like, okay, I'm going to spend months paying this off. This is not good. Um, and that needed a redo. But I loved your idea um, earlier where I said, you, know, you, you don't buy gifts. You choose to do get-togethers instead. Um, there's certainly, um, getting, and that's one thing is gathering people and saying, instead of us buying gifts for one another, especially like a friend group, why don't you come over and have dinner? And maybe we don't even do it in December. Maybe we do it in January. Like we're going to put it on the calendar now, but I'm going to have you all over for a dinner and we're just going to spend time together. Um, you can make your own gifts and you can exchange, um, you can exchange, you know, helping people out, telling, watching people's kids can be such a gracious Christmas gift for a young couple. Um, and again, as you mentioned, I love art. I love to make art. And for so many women have creative events such as knitting and crocheting, um, framing photographs. I think photographs we love. We are so online anymore that we don't print our pictures. So print taking those pictures that you've, um, the pictures that you've taken over the years and making a little scrapbook, putting them on a mug or framing them for the grandparents That's what my grandma loves. She just loves getting a framed picture. And that basically takes a time and a little bit of money for the frame and the printing. So doing things like that can help with the gifts. Um, If you have the time, what I started doing, and this does take preparation, is I have a Christmas envelope system where I just started putting money aside every single month. And, um, And that really helped me to get to November, December and realize I already have a savings. Of course, we're talking right now in December, late November, early December. So it might mean that you just maybe don't buy gifts this year or buy them just for a couple of kids. Um, and I think most people understand if you say, you know, I'm just cutting back this year. I find very few people anymore would give you a hard time about that. We're all feeling the financial crunch of buying a lot of gifts. Does that help answer your question? Yeah, definitely. Okay. And,
0: you know, I, I loved it because what was it? I think was it? it was not last year, it was the year before. And I remember that you had something on your Instagram thing where you sent out somebody, if we, I don't know what it was. It wasn't a give, it wasn't a giveaway, but you sent me a card in the mail and it was, it was just so beautiful. And, you know, I just, the thing of it is, is like you said, I like getting cards in the mail. I'm I'm so, everything is so online all the time, you know, and it's like, evites and, um, you know, sending, you know, everybody sends Christmas cards on- online and we're, we spend our lifetime, it seems yeah. like, you know, on our devices. And all that comes in the mail anymore is either junk or bills, you know, so it doesn't ever light up yes. any, anybody's life anymore. So I truly think that, you know, if we just really focused on what the holiday season is about and about friends. Mm-hmm. Family, it would be so much better. And you know, ladies, buy gifts within your budget. There is nothing wrong with that. And you don't have to feel bad you know making things is great you know mm-hmm. like she said knitting if you have a hobby if you have something people love that that's yes. a gift that you can cherish you know and that they know that you spent time doing right so those are the most important things and i think that you know really getting back to the heart of the matter which is spending time with family and yes. friends is the most yes. important thing and you know and let's get away i mean me personally you know i if we didn't have to give gifts i would be so happy not that I don't like give gifts, but right. I'm one of those. I'm one of those people. I give gifts, you know, 360 days of the year to my family. You know, yeah. My kids get gifts all year long, so I tell them, you know, at Christmas I'm not giving you a bunch of stuff. I give you yeah. all the time, so yeah. you know, they know that. And that's what's most important is getting a gift. And here's the thing to me too. I don't know if it's about you, but you see, I like getting gifts or giving gifts when it's not expected. You know, it's like you yeah. go to the store and you see something and you go, oh, that reminds me of so-and-so. So you buy it and then you give it to them. And it's like, just, you know, it's, it's a Monday or a Tuesday, you know, in, yeah. in February or, you know, whatever, October. I, I kind of feel like, you know, at Christmas time you get gifts because people feel obligated that they have mm-hmm. to get you something. So, you know, I just prefer giving gifts for the sake of giving them because I love doing it and I want to make somebody's day not because it's a quote unquote you know day that I'm have to give gifts on. So I don't know if anybody else thinks like that but that's how I do it. So that's I love that. That's what gets me around all that good stuff. That's so, fun. Okay, so in your book too you talked about creating the calendar. Now, is mm-hmm. creating the calendar the same thing as you talked to us about earlier or tell me a little bit more about that?
1: That it is. It is. And so what I will do is I will pull up my calendar And, um, and I have one of those, I, I use a a paper planner because that's how my brain works. I tend to overschedule or forget things if I only put it on the phone. So I do, I take that calendar and I look at kind of between November and then the new year's and go, okay, so what are my priorities? What, what are like the things I can't get around? Right? Like, um, we all have those. We're all scheduled for work. You might have a work party that is kind of that your boss expects you to come to. You know, maybe you have children or a niece or nephew or grandchildren who are in a Christmas plate. That's a priority, and so I'll kind of get my priorities. I go, okay. Now I usually like to schedule a shopping day. I spend too much money when I go out too many days in a row, and that's for online too. So I may, I may plan a shopping day or even a, a quote an online shopping day where I'm going to be really focused if I'm buying gifts um, an errand day. And I kind of take the calendar. That's my approach with the Christmas calendar. Um, I think it's a lot. I think I have fun with it. I make some coffee again. I love Christmas music. I turn on the Christmas music. I think, okay, what's bringing me joy. Do I want to get, is this a year where I'm going to plan a Christmas party, like an open house, or is this a year where honestly, I just want to go see, my grandma and a couple of girlfriends, or maybe a friend who's going through a hard time and do some individual things with individual people. I'm going to really focus on who is it most important for me to see this year? How am I going to celebrate the season? How am I going to also share joy and receive joy and go from there instead of simply going off, you know, email requests, um, where I'm trying to frantically decide as they come in, Oh, I can do this. I can do this. I don't know how you are, but I start to feel guilty. Well, I could do that. Well, I could do this. But if I've planned out my Christmas calendar, I go, no, this is my limit. This is what I've got planned. If some spontaneous things comes comes up, that's awesome. I'll plan for those too. I will leave out a Friday night. But for the most part, I do want to kind of create boundaries. So I'm not going crazy because that's my issue. I say yes to too many things. And then I'm a Grinch and I don't want to be a Grinch. (laughs)
0: <laughs> no, I hear you. No, I do too. And here's the thing too. For me, I like to see some white space on my yes. calendar. Yeah, I don't, I don't want, you know, I have enough work stuff. So when it comes to the holiday seasons or any kind of season, I want to see some white space because I, for me, and I'm sure it's like for you and most of the women who listen, you know, I just, I need some like downtime. I need Mm -hmm. some time to myself, you know, when I can go with my book and sit outside and just regroup because if I get too busy, I start to feel really anxious. And like Mm -hmm. I I was saying to myself this morning, like, okay, I'm, I'm feeling anxious. I need to just go have some me time because I've been spending a lot of time doing for so many other people lately. So now I have to, I realize that now it took me a while to get there. And okay, so now what am I going to do? So I'm going to go do something for me. So that's like what I like. And that's what helps with the calendar. And I'm like mm-hmm. you, I, ha- I have not only one in my phone, but I have a, I have a paper one too, just so that I don't ever get mixed up because I got too many things coming at me. The brain can't remember everything all the time Absolutely. anymore. So um, that all helps too. And then this is another thing that I totally love. And I just, it's so funny because I just did this the other night too, was you talk about in the book about creating a Christmas vision board. Mm -hmm. And okay, so now I know a lot of people think, you know, vision boards are hokey pokey and even regular vision boards for your dreams and Mm -hmm. all that other kind of stuff. But tell us, you know, why is a vision board, you know, what is a Christmas vision board number one? And, you know, is it just one more thing to do? And, you know, what can it be, you know, how can it bring anything in fun to us? Mm Because I know the vision board that I did, we went with a bunch of friends we sat around we got magazines we had coffee yeah. and stuff and it was so much fun to yeah. just sit and just plan you know what we're going to do and we had some christmas stuff on there and then we had stuff that we were planning for 2019 so it was a great get together
1: that sounds like fun especially do it with a group of friends yeah. Yeah, no, i mean i guess you know anything can become a to do right i think it's but if you look at it like this is just something i'm going to do to have fun and we're so visual. At least I, I, I'm very visual. So for me, it's such a joy to, um, take a, get a little bit of time and you know, I'm going to just, it's a visual, almost a visual look at my calendar, but a lot more fun. So I'm doing the same thing. I'm taking some magazines and I'm looking through them. I kind of can get in touch with, okay, what's, what's drawing me this year? Because your eye will um, just looking at pictures, if you have to think so much, the calendar is very, very thinking, but a vision board so visual. I can flip through magazines and say, you know what, for whatever reason, gosh, I am really loving this cozy feel this year. I am really not so much into the busy social activities. What's really alluring to me is, gosh, those um, cozy cabins, probably because I'm wanting more downtime too, more white space. So I'll, I'll pull out those, those pictures and I'll say, you know what, I want to do that with my sister and I'll write her name in. Um, and put in some uh, maybe a picture of a group of women that I'm getting to represent the friends that I'm getting together with. I'll use pens and markers. They are not really quote-unquote works of art to anybody else because they're a little bit messy, but it's a work of art to me of what's important to my heart this Christmas. Some of the things, again, we're funny. Subconsciously, we will not even realize that we're really craving um, something or really drawn to something until we start flipping through a magazine. Just pull out things that, what is your eye catch? What Draws you. And you might discover that there's a certain word or a certain picture or certain colors that are just calling your name because that's maybe what you need a little bit more of. Maybe this season you do need more white space than normal. And um, you're going to be drawn to pictures like that. And then with the visual board, um, I encourage you to save it for next year. That way, you can. I have a couple of them and I even grabbed my sisters. I made them do it with me last year, which was fun and um, And then you get to pull it out and just see what was on your heart the year before we change we're very um, we change every single year in what our priorities change, our activities change, our pace of life changes and I think it 's a really fun way to celebrate um, the passing ways we celebrate Christmas each year
0: absolutely, and I think that 's a great idea too and I talked about um... I think it, I, I was I wrote about it somewhere in one of my blogs or something is I like doing a um, gratitude jar mm, And so yes. what we do is as starting in January, like um, whenever you have a, a gratitude, whatever it is a small one during the day you write it on a piece of paper, you put it in a jar and then come December, um, you'd empty them all out and then you reflect back on the year on all those little different gratitude um, things that you wrote on there because you know I think that we, we get so caught up in the big things that mm-hmm. we miss the small little things on a daily basis basis, you know, and yeah, we all want big things to happen, but we have to remember that there's always a lot of small steps to that big thing. You know, and we, set, we tend to forget about those small steps because we're just focusing on that big thing. So you know, a vision board is a is a great idea, mm-hmm. and you look, you look at it the next year. Mm-hmm. See, you know, did all that stuff? What happened? You know, just same thing with a regular vision board. Mm-hmm. You know, a gratitude jar allows you to look back and see about all the things that did happen again through the year that you're that you're gracious for and that you know mm-hmm. you're thankful for. So I think that you know those really bring out the spirit of the season. So I just totally, I love all those things because you know in my heart, I'm, I'm right brain. So I, I try to be more crafty than I, than, you know, than I have time for. And I'm putting more of that time into my, into my schedule because I think that we have to allow ourselves to have some of that creativity because if we stifle that, that creativity part, it stifles our left brain too. So we need to have both of those sides of our brain working in order to mm-hmm. get a full picture of everything. So I think that's great. So, okay. So I want to know the couple last things here is how do we have, you know, creating a Christmas with no regrets, you know, like you talk about, it sounds really great, but it also sounds like impossible sometimes Mm -hmm. because, you know, how do we get there? So how can we start to put little small steps in place so that we can get to that point You know, if we're not there already, maybe some of us are there. Maybe some of us are, you know, not there and need to get on that path. Or maybe some of us are halfway there. But you know, tell us a little bit about that too.
1: Okay, you know, I think um, when I realized that I was in was in a a cycle of every December twenty sixth after Christmas, realizing, gosh, I just had a lot of regrets. So those regrets really went around for me. It was finances, and it was um, relationship stuff, and it was some health stuff too. And so, um, realizing, okay, so finances, what would not be a regret would be to actually have my finances under control and to not be in debt. So that became a goal. Okay. To not, um, to not feel regretful about the holidays is to be more mindful. So when, when I was tempted to overspend, I would think about, um, Dr. Henry Cloud, who wrote the book boundaries and one of those books, he talks about playing the movie forward. And that really helped me. Okay. If I spend this money now, if I put it on my credit card today and I get that bill in January, how am I going to feel? Um, and, and for me, that meant, you know, getting rid of my credit cards or, um, just leaving them. So I did not have access to them. And then the health wise, how am I going to feel if I don't exercise at all this week? What am I going to feel like on Christmas morning? I am not going to feel so great and playing that movie forward. Um, And then with relationships, um, it went back to acknowledging these are the people that I feel badly, not even out of the guilt, but just because I missed out. I missed out on spending time with my grandma this year. I missed out on that Christmas movie night with my sister that Was just, I didn't prioritize the time. I said yes to too many busy things and I said no to time with my sisters. And I regretted that. So, looking forward, going, okay, I'm going to make sure I do that Christmas movie night with my sisters with the crazy sweaters. And um, that was, that's just a sweet moment for me. So, by deciding what was important and then playing that movie forward for those priorities for me, that really helped me to wake up on December 26th. And has it ever been a perfect holiday season? Absolutely not. I've, you know, had conversations that I wish I hadn't had to apologize for them. I missed conversations I wish I would have had. I've, you know, the health thing, the finance thing, spent a little bit more money. But overall, it's been getting better and better and better where I am becoming the person that I, I hope to become, not only for myself, but for the people around me.
0: Absolutely. And, I mean, one thing that I do is I don't bring credit cards. I don't pay for anything for Christmas yeah. and credit cards. I, yeah. I, I, I save up. Every single month I put away a little bit of money and I have yes. my Christmas money jar. Yep. And I already have set at the January, like how much I'm spending on each person and that's it. And I take cash with me when I go to the store and I, I spend, and that's what it is because I don't want to feel in debt, like come... January that I don't have the money to pay for this, or you get a whopping $2,000 bill in the mail and you're like, okay, then you have to, you know, pay interest on that. So actually you're really paying more. And I've, like I said, you know, our family, we draw names now to make it a lot easier. We Mm -hmm. cap it off at a certain price. Um, because you know, it's my, my daughter has three families that she has to buy for and they all have kids. So, you know, I also, another thing too, is like, you know, as adults, we don't necessarily need to be buying presents for each other all the time, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that we should think a little bit more about the season as the giving season and give to others in need and, you know, and have that be, you know, that theme and, and a gift. Because when my kids were growing up every year, you know, they had to pick two names off of the giving tree and they had to go buy gifts for somebody else um, to give to who were less fortunate than them as well. So I think, you know, thinking about those things helps yes. too. Yes. But I, you know, And then I love that that idea of those December nights, those quiet Mm -hmm. nights. And I think, you know, I'm going to do that this year, you know, just write them in your calendar so that you see them in there because I'm a visual person and most most of us are, and we're really busy. So if you see them in your calendar, like, okay, tonight's my night, then you don't schedule things around that. So again, ladies, you know, you know, summing up everything that without, you know, Melissa was talking about, it's just about getting organized. And I think the more organized that we get around the holiday season's, the less stressful that it's going to become because you don't want to start, like I don't, I, I'm, I'm sure that you're like me. We don't want to start 2019, you know, stressed off, stressed right. out, you know, and with all this other kind of stuff like that. So okay. wrapping up here, I just want to know, number one, you know, where can they get your book?
1: Thank you so much, Michelle. They can get the book on Amazon, um, on Barnes and Noble for both either print or ebook, as well as on Kobo and iBooks.
0: Okay. And it's called Don't Let Christmas Kill You. That's right. Okay, cool. So you can get the book there. So I encourage you, you know here's the thing, ladies, you know, Melissa is a small business owner and she's a beautiful writer and she's a talented artist. So here's, you know, the time that we can support each other as women in business out there. So go buy her book, give it as a great gift to somebody. I gave a couple away last year, so it was awesome. Um, Support somebody out, follow her on Instagram. So tell us what your Instagram handle is.
1: Yep. It's at Melissa underscore Eau Claire. Eau Claire is A-U-C-L-A-I-R.
0: Okay, and then are you on Facebook or no?
1: I am on Facebook, and that's the business thing. So it's at the Creative Season that was taken on Instagram. So and my name on Instagram at Melissa underscore Claire, and the Creative Season on Facebook.
0: Oh, cool! So go follow her both on Facebook on Instagram, mm-hmm. okay? Because you know it helps us all if you like our posts and you see things and you comment, you know. And like I said, I met Melissa on Instagram. And you know it's been a great relationship over the last couple of years. You know I support her; she supports me. So it's all about doing that. And um, so give us some parting words, you know, on what we can do to just kind of overall wrap it up with, you know, have a less stressful holiday season.
1: Um, I think you pegged it, Michelle, when you said the more organized we are, the more the better the holiday season goes, and that's what it comes down to. It comes down to organizing our time, our money, our health, um, and making sure that we um, are doing or that we're spending time on the right things.
0: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So
1: thank you so much for being
0: on the podcast. It's been a pleasure. And again, ladies, this is just the kickoff of our season, our topic of just learning how to de-stress over the holidays, how to keep healthy over the holidays, moving into the rest of November and December. Please go support Melissa and buy the book, Don't Let Christmas Kill You, and follow her on Facebook and on Instagram. So, again, until next week, thank you so much for being here because I know you could choose from a lot of podcasts. So, I appreciate you listening. And from the bottom of my heart, thank you. I love you all and have a very blessed week. And bye for now. The information, including but not limited to text, graphics, images, and other material contained in the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle podcast, is for educational purposes only. The purpose of the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle is to promote broad consumer understanding and knowledge of various women's health topics. It is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking any new healthcare regime. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have read or heard on one of our podcasts.